Welcome to the greatest show in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern. I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. In this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. We have a lot of the same picks today, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, man of the people in the room. How you doing? Welcome into Ride the Line. I am extremely hot right now, Grant. I'm 9-3 on this show, so if the people aren't subscribing, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, Tanner's been crushing. Tanner's 9-3 and three on the show. I don't have the same overall, but I was 3-1 and one last week. Tanner, we've been making some money recently, so if you're not subscribed to the channel, you're only doing yourself a disservice. You're hurting your own pockets if you're not tuning into this show. And the best part about it is the books take your money, but we're trying to put money in your pocket, and all you have to do is literally click a subscribe button. You just have to click a damn button, people. I don't get why it's so hard. Go down the corner. Click the button, like the video, share it, comment. If you want to be a real one, comment and tell us what you're taking, and we will comment back at you. So get after it in the comment section. Tanner, people have been getting after you in the comment section, by the way. I don't know if you saw, but they're not too pleased with your support of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be just fine. I did not look at the comment section for that one, so Grant Grant answered the comments there. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be just fine. Baker Mayfield's going to bake. This team's electric. They're not that bad. You can look at every team in the NFC South. I know we talked about this last week, but you can look at every team and say there are good pieces of this team. There are bad pieces of this team, and there's pieces that are very unknown. I think the Buccaneers have a lot of unknowns. They have some good pieces. They're going to be just fine. Take them to defend the – they're the defending, the reigning defending champions of the world, Grant. Just keep that in mind. Not of the world, of the NFC South. The NFC South is the world. (laughs) That's a small world, and that's a world I don't want to be in, Tanner. Buccaneers. All right, well, that's the world I don't want to be in. The world I want to be in is baseball. And let's start off with the pick that we have pretty similar, although we do both have our different takes on it. So I'll open it up, and then you can just, you know, drive it through. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Reds plus one and a half against the Baltimore Orioles. If you haven't been paying attention, the Cincinnati Reds are one of the most fun and entertaining teams in baseball right now. They've got this youthful revolution going on, and really they've just – They've just really been taken off as of late. I think they had won, what was it, 12 games in a row until the Braves snapped that streak, and they still managed to cover in both of the losses against them. The Reds have been scoring a ton. That's the thing, number one thing about them. Over the last month, they are second in runs scored. The Orioles, although they are a very good team, they're down at 19th, so they haven't been you know, finding the same effectiveness at the plate. Reds have won 15 of the last 19. They've covered in 13 of those, so they've covered in 13 of the last 19. Orioles have only covered in eight of their last 15. That's a lot closer to 50%. As far as the starting pitch-up matchup goes here, we've got Brandon Williamson for the Reds, 1-0 with a 540 ERA. You might look at that and say that's not the best in the world, but then on the opposite side, Cole Irvin for the Baltimore Orioles, 1-3 with a 771 ERA. That's pretty terrible. Sometimes he goes one inning, sometimes he goes five. You don't know what you're going to get from him. There's no sort of consistency. Both these teams are very good against the spread over the course of the entire season, but the Reds have been better as of late, not just in covering, but they've actually been playing better baseball. So the fact that I'm getting them for plus one and a half, I'm absolutely locking that up. Yeah, I like it. I think that's a safer play, obviously, than what I'm going with. I'm taking the money line here because the Reds are going to win this game. When you look at the Baltimore Orioles, they're a fantastic team at home. They're 24 and 14. Reds are pretty good on the road, though, as well, 20 and 17. And I know their latest win streak has really boosted a lot of their stats and a lot of them, a lot of their records. But still, 
They're hitting the ball like crazy. L.A. De, de La Cruz has lit a fire under this team. Brandon Williamson's a much better pitcher than Cole Irvin. It's not saying much because Williamson isn't that good. But the thing about him is he's put his team in a position to win every single game he has taken them out. He's made five, six starts, I think, this season. He's 1-0. He's gone four or five innings. That's what you're going to get out of him. The Reds need to score runs. And honestly, the Orioles need to score runs to win this game. So it's going to be an offensive shootout. Another play that you might want to look at here is the over because both offenses have been extremely hot and the Reds have been able to bounce back when they go down in games. We saw that against the Braves consistently in their last series. So it's going to be a really good series, really good game, a lot of offense. I'm going to lean towards the Reds to win, though, for the plus money. Yeah, and as far as the over goes, not only have the offenses been humming, those pitchers have not been the best. You know, that's what their ERA shows. Tanner, what do you think of uh, Ellie De La Cruz's Rookie of the Year campaign while we're on the topic? I So the problem is Corbin Carroll's been so good, and he's like second to win the regular MVP, and he's done it over a full season. So, yes, Ellie De La Cruz has been an animal for a couple weeks now, and, you know, he's done amazing at the cycle and all that but it's still hard to take him when you see how well Corbin Carroll has produced over the course of an entire season now if Ellie De La Cruz if Corbin Carroll like massively slides and Ellie De La Cruz you know can keep up this insane pace there's there's reason to take him I guess but he was plus 900 after the cycle he went down to like plus 500 but Corbin Carroll's still like minus 400 to win rookie of the year so it's hard to say, but I, I wouldn't take him just right now because of it, it might be worth sprinkling, but it's not worth you know, you're probably not gonna win. Corbin Carroll's probably gonna take the award. You know what I do actually like about Ellie De La Cruz is that he actually looks like a real athlete. Like I don't know, did you see the play where he hit a ground ball to first and got a single out of it? Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Like I understand that baseball, you know, I understand athletes come in all shapes and sizes. You know, you can look at an offensive defensive lineman and say, how is this one of the best athletes in the world? There are a lot of baseball players who simply are just fat. Like, let's call it how it is. But I think you're seeing a rise in these sort of leaner baseball players who actually look like real athletes, like your De La Cruz's, your judges, all these big, strong guys. I know we've had them in the past, obviously, but I feel like there's more and more of them popping up lately. I don't know about that. I think they've all been there. I think it's a mix. I think all sports are a mix, except football. Football's the gladiators. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to the uh, to the next pick. I'll kick us off here. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves run line, minus one and a half against the Minnesota Twins. The Braves were that team who managed to uh, upset the apple cart of the Cincinnati Reds, and we were just very complimentary of the Reds. That shows how well the Braves have been playing over the last month. This is pretty ridiculous. The Braves are hitting 295 at the plate. They lead the league in batting average, slugging percentage, and run scored. They are just their offense just can't be touched right now. The Braves are also 24 and 15 at home, whereas the Twins are 17 and 20 on the road. Braves also won 10 of their last 11. Again, playing extremely good baseball right now. At a good time, too, because you got the break coming up. Sonny Gray is getting the start for the Twins, which is the only thing that maybe throws a wrench in the works here. He's 4-1 and one with a 256 ERA, although he is playing some of the best baseball of his career. He's going against Spencer Strider, who's no slouch himself, 8-2 and two with a 393 ERA. You might look at that and say 393, that's significantly worse than 256. Here's the thing. Strider gave up eight earned in four innings a couple of weeks ago, and that jumped his ERA an entire per point, basically. He's been much closer to a 2-9 pitcher than a 3-9 pitcher. I think he's going to be just fine. The Braves know that this is the expectation for them. Right now, they're supposed to make it to the World Series and potentially supposed to win it. They know they're going to be favored whenever they're playing a bunch of teams, um, really just any team in the league right now. And they know they're going to be favored, especially when they're at home. I don't think that's going to bother them. I like them to get a convincing win.
Yeah, I like the run line here. Braves are a much better team. You look at what they did this weekend against the Reds. They put up a lot of runs, even though they lost the first game of that series. They were still up 4 nothing, and they continued to fight back when they blew the lead. So I like the Reds to score runs, and that's what it takes to cover on the run line, Grant. All right, pick number two for me coming up hot here. Los Angeles Angels, give me them on the money line today. Very fair price, minus 130 to minus 135, depending on where you can get it. Reed Detmers is going to throw for the Angels. He is coming off a start where he absolutely shoved against the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's only 1-5 on the season, but he's got a 4 ERA, 1-3-6 whip. He's got 84 strikeouts and 69 innings. Very similar numbers to Dylan Cease in this regard. Both guys have elite strikeout ability. Um, Cease has actually been hit around just a little more than Detmers, and he has less control as well. Thing about the White Sox is they struggle to win on the road. I know they beat up the Red Sox at home this weekend, taking two or three there, but they're 14 and 25 on the road. And then when it comes down to it, the Angels have scored about 70 more runs this season. They've hit 25 more homers. Their OBP is 40 points higher. Everything points to the Angels, even though they've been slightly cold in their past five games with the White Sox starting to step up. But this game being on the road for the White Sox scares me. The Angels being back at home, really like them tonight. Yeah, although this didn't make my personal picks here on the show, I do like this pick as well. This is something that I had marked down in pre-production. White Sox, one thing you didn't mention, they've lost nine of their last 14. Angels honestly should be embarrassed of themselves because although they won 25-1, to they still lost two out of three games against the Rockies. I think going home, you know, even as weird as it is to say, considering how lopsided of a victory they had, I still feel like they're going to be embarrassed almost. I feel like they're going to have a fire lit under them. I would also be going with them to come away with a win here, especially for the fair pricing of the money line. Yeah, definitely. All right, Grant, you can finish us off here for our final pick, and then I'll go my final pick, and then we'll wrap up the show and get some winners. Yep, get some winners because that's all we have been doing so far. And that's why you guys do need to subscribe to the channel. Hit it one more time just to make sure that it is clicked for you. You don't want to miss out on these videos coming up here. Washington Nationals plus one and a half at the Seattle Mariners. The Nationals continue their tour of the West Coast. They just went on the road and played the San Diego Padres. And not only did they cover, but they won two out of three games against a team that sort of raided their pantry, took their goods from them. Juan Soto being at the top of that list didn't bother them. The Nationals have the fifth best record against the spread in Major League Baseball. That is very impressive. You can chop it any way you want. You can say, Oh, well, they've been underdogs in most of the games they've played. Well, guess what? They're underdogs once again, so they're in a position they're used to being in. On the opposite side, the Mariners. Yeah, they're favored, but I wouldn't necessarily look at them and say this is a team that is a favorite in as far as the scale of baseball goes. They haven't been hitting the ball very well lately. The Nationals actually have been better. They believe the Nationals are 12 or 13th in batting average over the last month. Uh, they also, the Nationals also have a better slugging percentage than the Mariners do. So you can see they're giving themselves the opportunities to get to win, to win games. The only thing they struggle with is converting those with runners and scoring position and stuff like that. But as long as you're giving yourself the opportunity, that's what matters to me. Pitching matchup here, we've got Trevor Williams, 4-4 four four with a 4-14 ERA. Going against Luis Castillo, who's 4-6 with a 2-89 ERA. Luis Castillo had a phenomenal start to the season. Hasn't been bad since, but he's dropped off a little bit. Last month, 3-72 ERA. This month, 3-42 ERA. You look at Williams, he's coming off one of his best starts of the year. Six, six innings, zero earned runs. And Castillo himself has given up at least one earned run in every start he's had so far this month. Because the Nationals have just this track record of playing well against the spread, and also because they've been hitting the ball lately, the fact that it's plus one and a half and they've proven they don't mind being on the west coast i'm gonna go ahead and take them in this spot 
I'd go the other way with it. I think the Seattle Mariners are starting to come around a little bit offensive wise, offensively. Uh, they had a really good series on the road against New York, hitting the baseball. They're coming off a very good series against Baltimore, hitting the baseball. It might not be resulting in wins every single night, but the offense seems to be there a little bit, even though it's only been over the past four or five games. Um, so that would be my biggest concern with this pick, Graham. Sorry. That's fair enough. But like I said, Nationals, fifth best record against the spread in Major League Baseball over the course of the season. Can't really take that away from them. And yes, the Mariners might be playing better on offense. Like I said, Nationals just took two or three from the Padres. Padres right now are a better team than the Yankees are. So I'm not too worried. Padres are dog water. So are the Yankees. Yankees are dog water. Yankees are really bad. Yeah, the Yankees (laughs) are really bad. Um, Okay, so I'm going to go Rangers run line here to finish it off. This is the fourth game of the season between the Tigers and the Rangers. The Rangers are 2-1 and against the spread on the road against Detroit. Now they're coming home. Andrew Heaney is going to be on the mound 5-4, 3-9 ERA compared to Matthew Boyd 5-5 with a 5-3-7. Whip's about in the same area for these guys. Both have decent strikeout ability. Heaney's actually given up more home runs. He's been worse when it comes to walks. But the Texas Rangers offense is that good. They're 24 and 13 at home compared to the Tigers being 15 and 22 on the road. Uh, The Rangers have an OBP that's 40 points higher. They've scored nearly 200 more runs than the Tigers and they've hit like 50 more homers. So this is not an ideal matchup for the Detroit Tigers in any way whatsoever. Even if Detroit goes up by a couple runs, I'm still not that worried here. I would live bet the Rangers because they have the offensive power to strike at any time. And this Rangers bullpen or this Tigers bullpen, this Tigers starter starting route. Starting rotation and everything is is not good. Yeah, and the Rangers are the second best team in baseball against the spread. They cover 10% more frequently than the Tigers do. So I also have this pick written down as something that I liked as well. Rangers have also been playing some tough teams lately. This is a spot where you're getting an easy opponent and you're also going back home to your point where they've been so good. You just kind of want to talk yourself into, okay, we still need to win these games, but we can take our foot off the gas a little. Let's just reset, get some easy wins, and get ourselves right back on the right path moving forward. So I would definitely be looking at the Rangers on the run line in this situation, to your point. And you should be looking to subscribe to Ride the Line because we're giving you winners every day. It's free money. Just click the damn subscribe button. Tanner, nine and three on the show? Is that what, that what it nine is? Nine and three. Nine and three on the show. You know, hopefully the heater continues today, but we give you baseball picks Mondays and Wednesdays. We're doing NFL on Fridays with one baseball pick. I hit that baseball pick as well. As the did boys I. Are, Come on. Boy, okay, there you go. Boys are buzzing. Keep it going. Let's keep riding. Ride the line. Yep, ride the line. And please, we're about to ride on out of here. But as we do, like the video if you did enjoy it. Comment like we said earlier in the show. Let us know which of these picks you're tailing, which of them if you're fading, although if you're fading them, our track record shows you're just losing yourself money. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. And we will see you all on the next episode of Ride the Line.